Welcome back to Minding Our Businesses, where CEO and COO sisters share unfiltered conversation about running three companies together and and the the real life between it all. Camille Costec. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're talking about embracing the uncontrollable. I really like this topic. You so, came up with it. Yes. We were like toying around. We're like, what What should it be? There were so many things we could talk about. We could talk about putting in my fridge. We could talk about mm-hmm. branding. We could talk about living Greek in salads. 5D. Greek salads from and Gianni's. I, I love that we've known about this podcast probably, that like this appearance <laughs> for six months. Oh, yeah. Maybe longer. <laughs> you were still pregnant with yeah. Sadie. Oh, definitely. And we, we were like, March... <laughs> Maybe May. One day June. it will happen. <laughs> but it wasn't until yesterday that I texted you and said, this is going to be the title. That's that, organic. That's our it's style. Organic. We're authentic. We are just. We don't need it. We don't need to be prepared. Going we just the flow. We are flowing. We are flowing. Why did you want that to be the title? Uh, I think I told you that even if we decide what the header will be, the title, the overall topic we will talk about a million things uh, yeah. so it's just, like our conversations when we're alone in my house it's like they just never finish mm-hmm. we never finish a topic it's no. just like we bounce 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 we'll probably finish some um open-ended thoughts on this podcast 100 so and welcome for, to our forget brains. what we were saying <laughs> like 70 times so maybe we should start by telling everybody how we met mm-hmm. and how we're in each other's lives and now how we're never leaving each other's lives that mm-hmm. was the funniest day of my life it basically, Camille, we requested Where were Camille, we? Where well, we, we were in parlor. No, but where were we? Where'd we come from? We were, we were coming Mom. from someplace. Yeah. What do you mean? We were, where'd we come from? No, no. We came from somewhere. We were in the Cape or something and drove all the way here. It was I like know last exactly minute. where I where, was. Oh, oh, oh. I was on a train coming from New York yeah, City. Yeah. And I was exhausted. And I woke up the next yeah. morning to do a shoot with you guys because. No, we requested a shoot with you. You had eight hours in Boston. Mm-hmm. And you were like. It was Saturday, let's, right? Let's do it. Yes. It, it was, was a Saturday. Saturday. Yes. We brought the whole team in. It was so random. A completely random whim of a request for me. I'm like, this girl's amazing. I need to shoot her with 90s grain. Yes. Sent like a Julia Roberts photo to Jana yes. from Maggie Yank. And I was like, mm-hmm. I need her. There was like Cindy Crawford and like mm-hmm. Jen Aniston. And Spo- there was just like a a lot of 90s alignment mood boarding and I create mood boards all the time and like pin things on Pinterest or saved boards on Instagram and I have had those photos for so long but I just hadn't had a moment or a collaboration where I didn't have a brand telling me what I needed to do or how mm-hmm. I need to be or how I need to dress and just have like a free-for-all shoot that like yeah. freedom it was so fun it was and I remember you saying or maybe you said it to Jana and Jana passed it to me that you just wanted to shoot me raw, raw and photos that were going to be timeless. Yes. Yes. I remember that too. And I don't even know where it came from Camille, like honestly, but so you come in, you have like your little suitcase. Mm-hmm. You're like always, oh, you just like have like a, an aura, like a light is just surrounding <laughs> her. She comes into parlor and immediately just like normal. I'm Full like golden oh. retriever vibe. Yeah. She's like a <laughs> golden retriever vibe. It. Camille is the golden retriever mascot of parlor. <laughs> Golden Retriever energy for life. That was actually something we bonded on because I told you. I'm in my, my dog Golden was a Retriever era. <laughs> I mean, forever you're in your era. And then we start shooting. You and I start talking. We're like, I love journaling. You're like, I love journaling. And we're like, I love positivity. You're like, I'm positive. And we're just like, I like rainbow sprinkles. You like rainbow sprinkles. I think it was to the point where your team was like, Rachel, 
and they barely even knew me, but they were like, Camille, hone in. And we were there <laughs> until the sun up. went down. <laughs> we were. And they were it like, I was the last one. You were like, it's time to go. Like, then usually- you came back the next day. <laughs> Probably. No, you did. You were like, you- I want a facial with Rob. And then you guys... You called him yes. from the, um, like you FaceTimed him. I'm like, are you just FaceTiming Rob right now? Like what's happening? And then you could, you're like, we want facials. And all I remember just being so worried that Rob wouldn't fit on the facial bed. Oh. And I like tried to find a way to extend the bed because I didn't want his feet to hang off. I think we did. They just hang off every, everywhere. <laughs> Hotels, our bed, everywhere. Yeah. And then it was an endless love affair. Then for me, I guess I loved you at first sight, but for me, it was the moment of pudding that I fell in love with you because I was on keto you came to my ratchet, small, very dirty home. I, I told it, you my dog was my grandfather reincarnated. <laughs> and you were like, this I've bitch. never related to someone more. Yeah, you're like, this, she's my person. And, and Harry liked her. Harry so. loved her immediately. Harry hates everyone. But then. Oh, yes, that's right. I had like. Because I'm a golden retriever. He, he, he understood my, my dog energy. I had five day old keto pudding in mm-hmm. my fridge. And I'm not the best cook. Covered in tinfoil. Camille opens my fridge, invites herself over. Grimy on the outside. Opens my pudding (laughs) in the fridge, and I'm literally—I don't know her that well yet. I'm purple. Wait, hold on. Let me let me put this out there. Mm. I will. I am really good at hosting others. Mm -hmm. You are. So when I go to others, other people's houses, I'm so used to like opening up my fridge and just helping myself that like, it's, a, I love that. it's not a boundary. Like if someone has a boundary, oh, I don't care that I, you open the fridge. I'm crossing it. Like I'm going to go in your bedroom. I'm going oh, to you've find, got right in my too. bed. I'm, I'm gonna going go to find your, the private bathroom in your too. house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go upstairs if I'm not allowed. Yeah. I'm going to go in your fridge well, and I'm going to eat dog. your keto pudding and your meal prep <laughs> stuff. If, if it looks good, I'm eating it. I remember telling you, don't touch the pudding. Like, please don't eat the pudding. And you were like, I'm going to eat the pudding. No, it made me want to eat it more. And you ate it. And you and I looked at you I and you I was like, two days I'm in love with her. <laughs> I called my mom. I was like, I'm in love with Camille Costa. No, she and just now, ate my keto pudding. It's a request whenever I know that I'm coming over your house, if you'll make it. And you still won't <laughs> make it. I'll never make it for you yeah, ever it's again. disgusting. Actually, I made it the other day and thought of you and was cracking up. It's so good. Oh, I love it. Heavy whipping cream. A little sugar-free Jello pudding, which is and also unlike you to eat. You don't eat that way. Ah, uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but you I ate just, a whole block of brie apparently. Rach, I have to tell you, Camille, tell me. This is called embracing the uncontrollable, and mm. we've talked about pudding. keto pudding for fifteen <laughs> minutes. I'm going to realize I'm it. I'm it. going to wow, realize we're done it. with the keto pudding. You're really mature. <laughs> <laughs> all right, embracing the uncontrollable. I think we all live very. You and I kind of live a little bit more similar lives. You live a very unique lifestyle. Like, and I watch you as one of your best friends and I'm like, wow, like you handle a lot really well. And I think you're always like around a lot of different energies and like you're on planes and you're Mm -hmm. in the sky and the clouds, then you're at events and then you're dressed up and then you're in your pajamas meditating. And then you're like with Rob at like the ESPYs. I have so many versions of myself. Like she never stops. Don't stop. (laughs) I do stop. I don't film myself when I stop. Right. Well, you're so present. That's one of my favorite things about you. Mm -hmm. You are one of the most present people I have ever met. And I I genuinely mean that. And it's like, I love that about you that you like, when I'm with you, you are never looking at your phone. Mm -mm. If you're looking at your phone, you're showing me something on your phone. Mm -hmm. You're just staring at me when we're hanging. I like that you're staring at me. (laughs) No, but I think that you handle a lot really well. And I think you have a lot of tricks and you've actually taught me a lot about living in the fifth dimension. I've learned a lot from... Both of you. 
well, isn't that the best friendship when you can teach each other how to like constantly live better? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the ultimate goal mm-hmm. because you constantly challenge me to up level. You're like, that language wasn't good. How can you improve that? And I'm like, I love that you're challenging me right now. <laughs> that's crazy that you say that because you have leveraged my me as a human being personally and my brand to a place that I've always wanted it to go. And and we've, I very much can get shit done, but there are aspects of my life that I procrastinate hard. And you have seen that. You've seen my strong points and you've seen my yeah, weaknesses. Same. We all have that. <laughs> and you are, it's so, it's not a coincidence that you have the success that you do and how you run so many successful businesses simultaneously and are a mother and a sister, and a big sister a of a big family. Yeah. And I just like, and you don't just like work at these companies. You are the CEO. And I admire that so much. Thank and I, I honestly remember meeting you for the first time and I actually was hoping that you would tell me that you were much older than you are and that you weren't my age because <laughs> I was like, wait, I thought I accomplished a lot. You have done, I, I it's, it's mind blowing to me. And just, you are so, I, I can't, we're going to laugh after I say this word, but like, I'm scared. Mature. Thank <laughs> like, you. You're immature, but Thank you're mature. You. I'm, I'm so immature fucking immature. immature. <laughs> but you enlighten me in so many ways, both you and Carly. Like I always talk about your what? age and we really? say that age is just a number because it truly is because you, I just can't believe like I know ever you're such, you're all so of Rachel's friends think I'm 22. Still, I think 19, maybe. I, yeah, that, well, that's like Michael Rubin for me will always be five. Yeah. Like he'll always need his butt wiped and he'll always be five. You know, I just, just like always love being time. around people who speak <laughs> the same language as me. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have to like be someone else when I'm around you both. Right. Which I love. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think we're a group of driven individuals who like are just aspiring to be the best version of ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's why we enjoy each other's company because it's like no bullshit, but we're also like career oriented. Well, it's really nice too. And, and I've, I've found this, you know, in the workplace, like these people aren't my friends, but there's some people that, um, you know, work on my team and they, um, or people that, you know, are in passing or people who have heard me talk on podcasts. I get mocked a lot for talking about like manifesting my life. Really? Yeah. Why? Just like, I got, okay. Someone from my like talent team, There's a lot of people, so it would be really hard for anyone to figure out if they really wanted to. But he had said to me, um, and maybe he didn't, like, have any, like, ill will towards it, but I was kind of like, that felt like you were mocking me. But he had told me when I got this job that I had been actually manifesting and journaling about privately. He had called me, and he was, and, you know, he had my team on the phone, and he goes, I go, okay, so what's this call about, good or bad? And Because you never know. Like, right. you know, you got let go of this or you didn't get this audition or you didn't get this job, whatever. And he was like, well, have you been, and he said it like this, have you been manifesting lately? <gasps> have you been journaling about oh, this lately? No. Because you got it. And I was like, I did? Like, I was so <laughs> excited. But but it was, you know, like, and everyone was like laughing. And, but they weren't laughing with me because I wasn't laughing. They were laughing at me. When you had said like, you feel like you get to like speak this language and you know you made a joke about it about how like when 
I had come over your house for the very first time two days after meeting you, how you had said, this is my dog, Harry, reincarnated as my grandfather. <laughs> that was normal to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, I've had past life readings. Like, yeah. I believe Kashuk, that. we've had them together. <laughs> yes. No, but since I was so young, I, like, I remember being seven years old, specifically. I think I was in the second grade. And I remember, like, being in my room. And just like sitting on the floor, like crisscross applesauce. And just, I think I was, didn't realize what I was doing, but I was like meditating at the time. And it just felt good to like be like, after being like overwhelmed at school and then having like so much homework to come home to and knowing that like I had all this homework to do, but I didn't want to do it because I just wanted to be home and like play with like my friends or my Barbies or I played Barbies until I was like 15, but (laughs) I, I like just wanted to like ride my bike for a little bit before going to dance lessons. And I just remember just sitting in my room and just like, stimulating and like mm-hmm. thinking to myself literally had this thought that's ingrained in my head to this day at 31 years old thinking will I ever have friends that think like me will I ever have friends that like understand that like I get that thought we live in I this get that thought hundred percent galaxy in this universe that no human being can comprehend and that there must be other beings out there and that there there is no end and there is no true beginning and that like everything is energy. And I always wondered, like, am I ever going to have people in my life that will think like that? And I could share these thoughts with, and I think it's so interesting that you will always find people that meet you where you are. And it's no coincidence that I didn't, we didn't meet each other at 14 years old and mm-hmm. that we're meeting each other at 100%. this point in our life. Agreed. I had chills as I speak about this further confirmation, um, that all of the friends that I have in my life that, and when I say all, I mean like five, um, but they all think and speak and move and cherish share the same values value value the same things I remember being in my room looking at a Britney Spears album wondering why I didn't look like her Mm. at that age Mm -hmm. I had a Britney Spears poster the pink one and yeah the yeah exactly the the braids I I totally understand too like that concept of like when you were younger I never felt like when I was in middle school or high school I had great friends but I Mm -hmm. never felt like I was living exactly as I would be Mm. but I couldn't verbalize that and I didn't know at the time that I was meditating when I was Mm -hmm. like I my dad our dad used to make us stare at a candle flame and and make (laughs) I still do that to this day yeah it's a good meditation but I think that the topic of meditation is obviously ever so present in this podcast we talk about it all the time but on the topic of embracing the uncontrollable I think meditation is one of the modalities Carly hates when I say that that helps us I don't know what that means really no can you tell me I really thought you'd like no she be with me on that she can't it means like a uh uh-huh thing Mm -hmm. it's a a moto quality thank you it's a a moto quality you can't use the word in the definition it makes sense no you're all stupid sense she makes shit up whatever we (laughs) meditate I think um there's a lot that's uncontrollable in our lives. Like where there, there is no superhuman aspect here. It's like every day we have shit flying at our heads. Mm-hmm. You have very interesting things that are coming at you, like situations that you tell me about all the time. And it's like, how do you embrace the uncontrollable? How do you handle that with grace? Mm-hmm. What are the keys yep. to success to handle life with grace when things are out of control? My favorite thing about going on podcasts is one, Hello, I'm Camille, for those who don't know me. Um, I didn't even think you needed an introduction. <laughs> no, I definitely If you're do. following me and Carly, you don't, you don't need an introduction. I do. Um, Hi, I'm Camille. I'm a golden retriever, and <laughs> I love meditation. Yes. And Hobby Gronkowski. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and Ralphie Gronkowski. When you say that 
I live a very unique life. My favorite thing, the reason I like to go on podcasts is because I like to talk to everyone. We are all human beings. No one has it all figured out. I don't care how much power, how much money, how many friends or how little friends or how old you are. Like we are all figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Every day. All the time. Yeah. And not even every day, each moment. Like we've had days where you're waking up and you have a terrible day so far, but then you shift Mm -hmm. or you don't shift. Um, I like that perspective a lot. I agree with you because like when something you're facing something that's uncontrollable, I think you have a choice. Mm -hmm. You and I talk about that choice a lot. You have a choice to rise above it Mm -hmm. and see it from the plane and handle it with grace, or you have a choice to, to become it Mm -hmm. and become the negativity. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is part of embracing the uncontrollable is choosing your poison there. How do you want to react? How do you want to feel? And the reason I brought up you mentioning how I have a unique life in the sense that I have a unique career, I think, um, there's so many things in my day-to-day life that have nothing to do with my career that I am learning to take with grace. For example. I want to know what you mean. When I am late, which unfortunately (laughs) happens a lot. I want to tell you that when we first met, you told me something you really like about yourself is that you're never late. I said that. Oh, yeah. I distinctly remember you saying no, that. No, I did not say that. You made that up. On my fucking life, you said no. that you were wearing you had your suitcase. You looked at me. You were right on time. I was like, wow, I'm impressed you're on time. You're like, I'm always on time. I always thought you would be on time. No, she's not always on time. I don't know who she was. She, she lied. Yeah, she totally we lied. We accept you in that all That was forms. my higher self. Whenever I'm late to somewhere or I miss a flight or I don't get a job, a certain job that I had really wanted or I I don't know don't get invited to something I instead of being frustrated or why me or why did they or holding on to emotions trying to figure out why someone didn't like me for something or I don't know it could be anything I have learned to just shift and it's so I I have grown up listening to podcasts and listening to people talk about this. And it's so frustrating to listen to only if you have not yet applied it. And so I don't want to be another person that you're just listening to say this. Try to apply it because in relationships with family, with friends, with coworkers, with a significant other, with strangers, with people who comment things on social media, you're never going to see eye to eye on everything. And it's actually going to be more rare that you do. And understanding that hard for you. Yes and no. I find it to be a much more beautiful place, but I think it's because I choose to see it that way. And I also have chosen to create a space that way and rid anything that doesn't serve my best and highest self. It's just people are so vocal. Well, you have to accept them and what they're doing. Like they have nothing to do with you. And that's part of what you're saying is like, you Mm -hmm. just kind of send them like love or yeah. you send them love and then you're continuously just like on your own path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you just like, choose to ignore it or you can, I think what you're saying too is like when I turned 30, mm-hmm. I feel like I was able to like learn more of those lessons. I don't know for some odd reason, like, you know, when like you're young, like you're, you have FOMO or like you feel like people are talking about you or you feel like people are like not on your side or like there's something you said when you were like in your bedroom playing with Barbies, something I, I don't think I meditated Mm-hmm. I did the things that Rachel did with my dad, but that wasn't like my innate nature. But like it would always, I would always say to my mom, I feel like I'm never going to have a friend that's as good as a friend as me. 
Or like, wow. I feel like I'm never going to have, mm-hmm. I get that, mm-hmm. like people in my life and Rachel and I loved each other, but we weren't, didn't always see eye to eye until we were a little bit older because mm-hmm. we were different. But like, I always said that to my mom and I always felt like I was never like on the same planet. I agree mm-hmm. as other people because mm-hmm. I was always capable of other things or mm-hmm. got things faster. I was able to have more mature conversations with my mom or my dad or something and like that. you're so, and I know you know this, you're so giving without anything in return and that's very rare that's true not, no, that's a good way true. to describe for Carly. others and not expect anything in return mm-hmm. because i find a lot of the time that i don't like to ask for help yeah because i don't want whoever i'm asking help from to feel like i owe them things we're it, being owned i hate and, that and i will always i will always And also, I also think it has to do with me feeling like I have to owe somebody something. But I know that if I were to do something or when I do something for others, I expect nothing in return. No. Ever. I don't even, even, sometimes I don't even need the thank you. I'm just like seeing someone happy or at peace or helped. I love that. I think I I agree with that. Not to continue the love fest, but I actually think like, yeah, you were cool and like you were a supermodel and like whatever. I, you know, I'm not overly impressed by those things. Whatever. If you're going to actually be in my space and spend time with me, I want you to be like a real friend. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if you had the capability to be that Mm because I was like, I don't know what kind of person she's like. And I want you to know, I, to this day, people feel that way about me. Well, it's a weird, it's a weird assumption, but it's Mm -hmm. so not who you are. That's actually why I, I have a very small circle. It's something you and I share. Carly shares that too. Keeping a small circle is important because you need like-minded individuals around you. That's something that helps me embrace the uncontrollable. You are that amazing friend that Carly's describing for me. Like I accepted you as my best friend and I kind of thought it was no new friends at that point in my life. I think I wrote Same. that in your birthday card and I was like, I didn't really want you as a friend. Like you're cool, but like I'm good. <laughs> like you're pretty, yeah. but I'm good. Like I don't care. Yeah. And but like you actually do give the way Carly gives too. And like I think maybe that is something we all share. And maybe giving is part of embracing the uncontrollable. Well, and I notice, especially since Carly handles a lot of the um, <laughs> the the inventory and things like that. Mm-hmm. I whenever I come in and you know I get my hair done and you know I post and get new clients from that. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's the trade off. Right. But then when it's time for me to go buy a purple shampoo and a face wash that I love here, like to me, I'm going to tip over tip and then pay for the products. And like Carly would be like, no, no, no. And like always, and I'm like, no, no. And we fight about it. I'm like, get it's out. A stupid and fight. Get out. We always such a do stupid this. Fight. Dumb. And, and that's just like one thing, but we get out. are always yelling at each other about like, I Giving think I, to each other. I think I bought a sleepy tie. Ew. At the pop up. Like, honestly, so fucking weird. And you weird. guys got so mad at me and I was like, it's I'm so supporting weird. the brand. It's so like, weird. We don't want your and I card. Bought, like it was just, but we do this. <laughs> Whenever I'm late to things, like I used to literally stress and be upset and it was going to ruin the whole photo shoot. Whenever I find that whenever I just accept, a lot of the times I find this in New York City, no one wants to leave a bad first impression, especially with a new client. And I remember showing up to the shoot in New York City and this is when the shift happened for this part of my life. I hate being, I hate being late. Even if I am late, I hate it. I hate it. It stresses me out for other people. And I'm like, you know what? This is so disrespectful and I just don't like it. And anyway, I remember being probably like 15 minutes late to a brand new shoot in New York City. And I was on my way and I I just knew that I was going to show up and just immediately start apologizing. And I was like, dang it. 
I found that instead of saying sorry, you thank, you. thank people yep. for their grace thank you. and yep. for being gracious. And it shifts everyone's energy. Language. And you want to know what? No one was actually mad at me. And no. if someone was, they hit it really well. But I, this is what happened. I walked in. They weren't even ready for the shoot. So it, it actually worked out because they Divine were, timing. turned out they were going to be stressed out that I was going to show up on set and have to sit basically in a corner for 30 minutes. Hair and makeup hadn't even arrived. They were still setting the wow. scene. So it And when I walked in, because I felt so bad, I offered to help carry like a lot of the stuff to bring upstairs. We were like shooting in some penthouse in a hotel and we were in the lobby and I could see all the production team like needed extra hands. So I like grabbed a box myself and brought it up and everyone was like, no, no, no. Once we got up to the top, like the director and everyone was like, what are you doing? Why are you helping? I was like, it was my pleasure to help. So like immediately the shift was already, it was already happening. So my point is I was running late. I could have walked in, been apologizing, been upset, making excuses, being mad at myself, like already setting a bad tone for the day when in fact they were grateful that I was helping them move boxes. They were apologizing to me for the other team being late. Like everything works in your favor. You created the energy which by leads, changing your mindset. And, and I'm not saying there aren't going to be times that you're late to work. You can... It's a lot harder for someone to be mad at you when you're not mad at yourself. Just I agree with that. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said before, and it's the phrase, why me? Mm. I really like that phrase, and I like that topic of conversation on this topic of embracing the uncontrollable, because I think when something slaps you in the face, that might seem like a negative situation or mm -hmm. a stressful situation or something you didn't expect. I think oftentimes I find maybe someone's reaction, sometimes that happens to me too, you could say to yourself, why me? Mm -hmm. You could ask that question. Mm -hmm. like, And I think that is a very dangerous question to say, why me? Because it leads with a negative connotation. Why me is, a in my mind, when I see that the phrase, why me, very negative, and to me, it is equivalent to limiting your abundance. I agree. You, the moment you feel, you think, you say, why me? And the more that you say it, you are attracting a block. You are attracting, I mean, you are lessening your abundance and you're creating limiting, like you're limiting your existence. I agree. Much. And you disagree. No, no, no. I agree. Oh, <clears throat> I have gotten out of that. Why me? Very recently. And once the moment you start to apply that to your life and understand there's a bigger picture for this is the moment your literal life experience changes. Bigger picture and why me go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I agree completely. I think why me is such a stupid saying because like things happen to everyone at mm -hmm. all times. And like your shit's not going to be worse or better than mine. And I think when people say that, it's like you're also not blaming yourself for maybe things that are happening as well. Mm -hmm. And people don't take accountability because like you never know why something happened to you unless you're like really putting it in your own hands, unless it's really something uncontrollable. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, let's say, like last night I had... This week, I've had a lot of things thrown at my head that like kind of were unexpected. Like last night, Lily throws a water bottle at Sadie's head. Mm -hmm. We were having the loveliest night. And then on, I, I wanted to go to sleep early. I wanted to meditate on this podcast episode. I had planned to do a meditation bathtub. I was going to Palo Santo the whole room and like mm -hmm. think about the topic and meditate on what I would say and mm -hmm. nam namaste, like all mm -hmm. this shit. And then I end up in the ER with Sadie until 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. And I could have, I was thinking to myself driving to the hospital I could have said to myself, 
why me? Why me tonight? Mm-hmm. No. I said, I'm grateful for this opportunity to learn about how to keep my children safe. Mm-hmm. I am grateful that they will look at me. I was manifesting that the doctor will look at me and say she is 100% totally fine. Mm-hmm. And if I could have spiraled though, I could have spiraled and been like, yes. this week sucks. I forgot my makeup. My daughter's in the hospital. I am not getting sleep. I have to wake up at five. Da, 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 da. I have to do this. I know I get to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for this. And you want to know what else? Because in the years that I've known you, I remember in the very beginning, you and I are very much hypochondriacs. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I don't have kids of my own yet, but learning from you, it, I'm sure that it is, you know, it's one thing to embrace the uncontrollable in your own life. I can't imagine when you have kids that you can't even communicate with. Like, you don't know it's what they're very thinking. Scary. It's very scary. Or She's less feeling. of a hypochondriac than me, though. No, but even... I was really bad before pregnancy. You going on your way to the hospital with Sadie could be thinking all of the absolute worst outcomes. Oh, Instead, 100%. you started to think... And pull in healing energy to even the thought and the feeling and the experience of a doctor looking you in the eyes and saying she is 100% okay. Immediately doing that. Change the situation. In so many, so many aspects of your life. Like if you can do that in some of those scariest moments, you're setting yourself up for... Uh, success. Well, I think too, like your, the reason you say that about me being a hypochondriac is because I think I had kidney stones or something Mm -hmm. and I had to get a procedure and I was really scared. And Mm -hmm. I remember you called me and I was in the middle of a hysteria Mm -hmm. and I was losing my mind and like crying hysterically. And you can have an evolution of your mindset, Mm -hmm. like to show you that that moment happened, right? Like I wasn't, I'm not perfect and I never was, but I was able to manifest and teach myself how to have better language, how to view medical situations in a better way through pregnancy, through experience. And I think you can evolve and learn to handle things that are uncontrollable in a controllable way. Well, and don't you think it's so interesting too? I, I don't know at what point in our lives, and I feel like you definitely feel the same, like we all would, that like at what point in your life do you wake up from not being a kid anymore and becoming the adult? Mm. And we like, I think about how my, my, our mom, our moms mostly, or my mom would always tell me like, I always call my mom. I always call my mom to tell her something that's absolutely crazy. Like my left hand's numb. Am I having a heart attack? Right, Am right. I, and she always just you're me. fine. Me too. You are fine. And you just hear it and you just hear it from your mom. And she's like, you're going to be okay. You are fine. Take deep breaths. Go sit outside, open the window, grab some lavender essential oil, rub it on your temples. This is where I get it from. Um, but now that you are a mom, when your daughters call you because they are scared about something, you are never going to be like, adding to the hysteria. You're of never going to be like, ever. oh my God, you're right. If you're going Definitely numb, go not. to the hospital right now. Da, da, da. Like, unless, you know, it's an actual emergency. But even if it were an emergency, I guarantee you, your first approach is going to be, let's take some deep breaths yeah. or come over. Let me hold you. Let's my mom go always in your meditation says we're fine. room. <laughs> I've never had a time where she's but there's been like, a reason. you're not fine. It just seems like a, a like a shove off, like you're fine. But it no, really I love it. is like, a, 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 it gives you a peace of mind that you don't have. I agree. Motherhood does change you drastically. And I can't wait to go on that journey with both of you and experience that with mm-hmm. you. It is, a, it challenges every aspect of the uncontrollable too. Like an, an uncontrollable anger too sometimes. Like 
when your toddler is freaking out and there's no reason for it, you have to go into the 5D dimension and you have to be able to be calm. Like when Lily threw that water bottle at Sadie's head last night, she didn't mean to. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know what she Mm -hmm. did. And I had to compose myself and look at her and not freak out. There's no re- yeah. reason to freak out. She you know doesn't what I mean? know. She doesn't know. But in that moment, she just really hurt her sister. And Sadie's crying hysterical. And the, the situation's elevating. The stress of the situation is elevating. How do you wrangle the emotions to handle it with grace? You know, maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's, you know, one of these modalities. I don't know. That's but, where two, 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 I have to practice. Oh, explain two, two, two. Um, t- what is it? Two minutes, two seconds, two minutes, no, two, two minutes. hours, two minutes. Two hours, two hours, two days, two days, two weeks before you react. You can decide. So like if you're in a situation, yeah. apply two, two, two. It's like, do I need two minutes to handle this? Like, should I pause mm, for two minutes? I need should that. I pause for two days? Should I pause for two weeks? What do I need to pause? And it's something Carly and I say to each other before we rush to handle a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adding no, that's pause. A good, it's a good reminder because like I can see red real quick, real mm-hmm. quick. Totally. Same. But I don't think it's about not seeing red. I think it's just about how you react to seeing red. Yeah, but there's times it's unnecessary. I, I'm finding that it's almost a blessing and a curse of trying to be so in control of my own feelings and emotions because, like the topic of this podcast, there's so many things in our life that we cannot control and must accept. But what we can control is the way that we react and the way that we feel and the way Agreed. That we handle it. But sometimes I find that like I'm micromanaging my feelings to the point where I'm like, all right, am I Camille? trapping emotions at this point? Same, same. Like, <laughs> I'm like, sometimes you just need to be mad or sometimes yes. I will say I am the, I tell anybody if they're like, I'm going to cry. I'm like, cry. You know how people are like, don't cry, don't cry. I'm like, no, cry. Yes, I agree. Cry. Trapped emotions. I'm the same way. <laughs> can manifest into physical ailments. And I am very big into Reiki healing and- it is such a real thing. Like I hold on to other people's emotions. I hold on to my own emotions. Did you know that when you're in the womb and then, you know, we come out into this life that you even take your mother's trapped emotions? Absolutely. Oh, definitely. And have that to release so that trauma. Sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have just noticed that some days I wonder why, you know, you know, when people say, you know, it feels like the weight of the world is on my shoulders or I feel heavy or I feel bloated or I feel like tired, but I got a good night's sleep. Like it's probably because there is lingering energy. Mm -hmm. And I actually wanted to take this time during my meditation last night before this podcast, it had come to my attention that I, I only like to share this saying with those that I love and cherish in my life. But I decided that whoever is listening here is meant to be here and meant to hear mm-hmm. this. And you are someone that I now love and trust because this is a very safe space speaking yep. to both of the Ruben sisters. Um, and, you know, we're definitely sharing a lot of personal things here. But this is something that I say every day. I say at the end of my day, I ask that any and all entities that no longer serve my greatest and higher self, please be removed and sent off to the universal light. And I take my hands and I wipe one, two, three down one arm, one, two, three down the other arm. And if I have a headache that day, like I'll wipe one, two, three. Everything's in three, six, and nines Mm -hmm. in like um, the spiritual angelic number angel world. (laughs) Three, six, nine. Damn, she's fine. Suck it to me, suck it to me one more time. Sorry. Fine, actually. This is normal to me. (laughs) Three, 
six, nine. <laughs> so you don't say you don't sing that part. You can if you want, but but then you say, and then as I brush everything off, I ask that those negative entities be transmuted to love and light. Because if you think about it, you're brushing off all the negativity. Yep. Who is that going to now? Or is it coming back right. to you? Or is it like lingering in your house? You know. So I, <laughs> you ask that it be transmuted to to love and light. Um, so yeah, that's I what I that. say a lot. And you live and breathe that though. I remember one time you were like venting to me about something and I was giving you advice. You're not an advice person. Like you're not a friend that needs advice. I, uh-huh. I've learned that very quickly, but you don't even want it. You just want to say what you need to say. Same. And then you want, I don't know if that's a bad thing though. You want the other person to I'm shut the, the fuck way. up. And I like that. No, no I like you're it. self-aware. It, it is. It's, 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 you're it's self-aware. a mark of self-awareness. You're just venting. But I remember I said something to you once very early on in our friendship and you were like, Rachel, you can't be half spiritual. And I remember where I was driving when you mm-hmm. said that, the, the line hit me hard. And I was like, she's fucking right. You can't be half spiritual. You either- be- You're all in, baby. <laughs> you are all in or you're all out. It is an, a, an every moment enlightenment. I do agree with that. And it is seeing every moment as what is. Mm-hmm. And what could be from what is. It's acceptance. It's surrender. It's loving awareness. It's just being. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, a, a really peaceful thought is thinking, I know that in you know 100 years, we'll all be dead. In 200 years, I like to say, everything we know right now will no longer be what we know mm-hmm. anymore. Everything's constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't know why that's a very comforting thought, mm-hmm. but it makes me feel like kind of everything matters, but also nothing matters. Yes. And I think that's an important that thing. Everything matters and nothing matters. I love that. I love the nothing matters like vibe because it makes you feel like less attached to all these feelings. Uh, I, Carly, I love that you just said, I'm going to hold your hand. I love that you just said attached because attachment, you and I have had many deep conversations about this. I'm actually still working on of course you are. things it's hard. that I am attached to. It's very hard. You can be attached to a way you thought your life would look. You can be attached to a way you thought situations would go down. You could be attached to a timeline. You could be attached to so many things. I have to tell you this is, it could, it might make me cry in an instant. And I feel like you could cry too if you thought about it, but. I'm scared. (laughs) You should be. Don't cry. Um, No, it's a release, but I'm not going to (laughs) cry. But for those listening, this is something that is really, really, really great to practice. And even if it's not something that, you know, makes you happy, I'm going to let you know it's going to unlock trapped emotions. Here is one of them. I don't remember. I wish I could give credit to who I learned this from, but of course I learned it from TikTok. Like spiritual TikTok timeline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you close your eyes and, you know, you listen. There's, I mean, you can go on Spotify or anything and just type in like Zen meditation sounds are like a 741 hertz frequency or something that just is really allows you to just buzz and you lay down and you close your eyes and you start to think about I I hope I'm saying this right you start to think about like let's say that you're on planet earth like you're you know when like you look at like NASA photos of like a star or a planet Mm -hmm. and like earth looks just like green and blue and small in a giant black galaxy you imagine yourself standing on top of the earth. And I'm going to use my dog as an example. I have a crazy attachment to him. And like, I like could lose it in a second thinking about like life without him. Mm. And so what you Mm -hmm. do is you think about this 
you think I, I would think about Ralphie being attached to a cord and let's say we're like astronauts and like he has because you know we're in this galaxy now we're floating so I'm on planet earth and I'm holding on to this cord and I'm in you know, have my little space suit on and he has his little space suit on. The reason I say this is because wherever he disappears to, he's still living. Like he can breathe in his little suit. But you watch the cord. I could cry thinking Disconnect. about it. Disconnect. You watch the cord float away mm-hmm. and you let go. I know, it's hard. And I can, it's like I can see Ralphie's eyes. Like, and it can be someone's kid or someone's boyfriend or someone's ex or your, your parents, your siblings. It, it could be someone that you hate, but that you are obsessed and attached to. Yep. And you think about them floating off and just going into an peace existence without you. Yep. And it's really, really hard to do, but you will unlock something thinking about what it's like that you are you, they are them, and you can coexist. Yes. But we enter and leave this earth on our own. And yeah. I think that's such a scary thought, but it doesn't have to be because you hear the saying all the time that you are everything that you need. And it's so hard for me to say that because I'm like, but my man, I love him so much. And my Rachel and my Carly and my, and my parents and my siblings and my dog, like I'm not, I'm nothing without them. Like, but then you really, like, you have to really think like if you didn't have any of these people or if there weren't cell phones to reach out when you need help or make a phone call or social media or something and you're alone, you have to be with your thoughts and you have to be with yourself and you have to persevere or you melt and you're miserable. And you have so, to have an identity on your own. Mm-hmm. You definitely have to be the able point. To, I agree. And I think it's it's a constant challenge to become enlightened. Mm-hmm. That's for me constantly what I'm thinking about. I think what I really like about what you just said is it's a really practical way to have a visualization of something you're trying to achieve, Mm -hmm. cutting that cord. It's actually something I practice in motherhood a lot because I don't believe I'm in charge of these little beings. I believe I coexist with them. I remember you telling me that before. That's It's something I meditate on often and it's something I have to remember when I'm like, I'm in those times of stress and, and trouble, like Lily throwing the water bottle. I'm not here to yell at her. I'm here to guide her wow. and and I'm here to show her in a positive light. I'm not here to say, no, 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 don't do this. I'm mm-hmm. here to say to her, let's do this instead, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to coexist with her, but I think it is really hard. I agree with you because I look at my life and I'm like, I could never live without these things. I feel that way about my mom. Mm-hmm. I cried the other day to my mom and I said to her, I was like, I am so sad that one day when I'm 80 years old, <laughs> I will have missed you for so long. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that pains my heart so much Mm -hmm. to say that because I I don't want to ever miss you. And she just laughs, you know, when I say, she's like, I don't want to miss you either, but Mm -hmm. it is an attachment. And I agree. It could make me cry. It is, it's an attachment that I'm not at this time willing. I'm crying about you missing Andrea. Yeah, I know. Cause I know you feel my my heart flooding. (laughs) It's, it makes my soul hurt because I don't ever want to miss her. I don't want that. But I know that that's an attachment. And I'm not saying it's in a bad, a yeah, bad thing. Yeah, I don't thing. think it's a bad thing. No, it's no, not, no, not at all. It's not. But it also is, meditationally speaking, something that gurus talk about a lot, 
which is how attached are you and, and you how can ha- you let and you go? you have to be okay with letting go. That's, that's, right. that's, the, that's oh, Ollie literally come the part with of me. letting I'll go. I'll go with him wherever he goes and he's coming with me. Yeah. So oh. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, oh no, 100%. It's more- I'm watching the, the, the string fall apart and I'm following him. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> Carly's floating into space I love holding him. the string. But it's an, it's no, a leash. Shut it's actually a leash. But, but, what, but what I'm saying go. is if you practice it, you will cry. Yeah, no, no, I was. Because it's real. But the thing that I love, it's something that keeps getting brought up, and I know we've talked about this before, Rachel, but it's like just about who you surround yourself with is just like so important. Because it like can, I'm someone who like can dip, like as I'm learning all of these things, like I can dip back into my defensive nature. I can dip back into seeing red. I can dip back mm-hmm. into old habits. But you like, dip your I'm going to dip, dip into dipping dots. You could use a chip Ooh, and yeah. dip it dip into dots. salsa. Cotton candy. But like, dots. I swear to God, Joe is like, Joe and Rachel are just like so peaceful to me that like, he is my person to come back, like bring me back to earth Mm. when he is like, you're being ridiculous. Mm. I've said this multiple times or like, that's not a big deal. Or like, he's so like unattached to his emotions. Mm. Like I swear to God, I always say this. He lives in 5d without even live, like knowing what it is. Yeah. And I think it's absolutely crazy. Like, and for me to watch him, like I know that I could not see him for like six weeks and he'd be like totally fine. Mm-hmm. Not that he doesn't love me or want to see I, me, no, I know what you but mean. like, I feel like he lives that, like he doesn't have attachment mm-hmm. to things like that. Rob is very much the same. And I, totally I literally relate. was just going to say that, that I actually spending time with Rob have seen. He is one of the more innocent and very, he is spiritual without even trying to be spiritual. Mm-hmm. And like, he kind of floats. I, I think it's who you spend your time with, but I also think it's how you spend your time. Yeah. One thing I actually learned from being around him for a short amount of time, I was watching him. I'm like, I don't know what it's going to be like to hang out with Rob mm-hmm. personally. He spent almost every waking second that we were together doing something in a self-care aspect. Mm-hmm. He was like either like running around the yard or like playing with a dog or picked up a lacrosse stick. And then he's like looking at you. And then we're like laughing about something and he's not on his phone, but he's definitely not worried about like future things, past things, this thing. No, No, he was in the present. No. And, but the part that reminded me of him that you were saying about Joe is I could be, he could see me pacing the yard outside on a phone call, seeing red, like about, you know, if something isn't cohesive or uh, or something isn't going right, that's like a that's also a really hard thing. Is you know meticulously building my brand and 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 knowing everything that I wanted in my life, and then literally having to hand it over to like an agent and a talent, to, you know, a lawyer losing control, and, 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 letting you know, go of the attachment. It's yeah, and I'm like, Wah! and so I. What find, are you like? <laughs> ah! <laughs> you still look pretty. She still I, looks pretty. I find that I find that he is brought me back down so quickly. Like I'll walk in and be like, and this and this and this and so upset. And then he goes, who cares? Like, let that I go. love like, that. And the he's who like, cares he's like, me. the next one's going to come. And he has taught me so much. He's chill like about that. dealing with, with things and just not taking things so seriously. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's gotten to a point too now where, you know, in his family, they have a nickname for him. It's called no notice Rob. There's a problem with that. There, there's, I go with the flow a lot. She couldn't let it go by without also <laughs> criticizing it. No, because because there's there has there's something to do with like going with the flow. There's another when there's a black tie wedding and you don't have an outfit the way the day you wake up and you didn't tell me that it's that. black tie until the morning that of wedding. TBT. I remember that he didn't have the, the suit. No, you guys, I went to a wedding and 
it was one of his friends. And so I didn't really know a lot of the people there. It was in the beginning of us dating and it was black tie, but not only was it black tie, like you literally had to only wear black. Everyone wear black. Really? Oh, I wore a blue dress. No, I wore a blue dress and he was in the wedding. So I was really all by my lonesome self. And I was like, tell me you were the only person in color. I feel like that's a nice metaphor of you, though. That was not nice of Rob. Like he, he needed to read the invitation. He Hobby, that to, was not nice. He needs to pay attention a little bit more. But that's just like one example of like you're going too much with the flow of just waking up and what does this day bring? Like, there's a balance. There's no, there has planning. to be some traction and care. Like I don't. And, I agree yeah. with you. I don't want too much of the go with the flow. Sometimes I'm like, Joe, do you care about anything? No. Yeah. Well, like, no, but, but it. it, it, it it got to a point where, you know, I was going to appearances with him where we were, you know, being photographed or there was like a red carpet and stuff. And typically I would hire a hair and makeup crew and I would like, you know, hire a stylist for that. And, and, and I started to become like, I don't want to use the word lazy, but he just would stress like, he would be like, you look good as you are. Like, you know how to do your own makeup. Like, you know, I'm just going to wear this. You just wear that. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just wake up and go to Aritzia and get an outfit tomorrow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when, like I old really Navy. We're going to Old Navy. I'm going to go to Old Navy but for that, the ESPYs, Rob. But then, <laughs> but then <I> <laughs> and, and the supermodel and the supermodel wore like, Old wear, Navy. He's like, I'm going to wear my shiny black basketball shorts and some fancy outfit. And I'm like, but, but I just, you know, there is a balance and I'm realizing, you know, I find the importance and, you know, feel, look good, feel good, you know, perform better, you know, dressing the part. I find that, you know, that's very important to me. But there was a point in time where I started to become so much like him of being like, yeah, nothing matters. Like, and then I was well, like, wait. that's to the point that you, everything kind of evolved into one nice, beautiful spot here because we're talking about like an uncontrollable situation where you need to represent your brand and the way you look, you mm-hmm. know, being beside him. Yeah, he's Rob not giving and I's you- brand are very different, <laughs> but also the same. He's not giving you fair warning Mm -hmm. about these things. You have a choice on how to react. Mm -hmm. You can become the people you're surrounded with, right? Like you could match his energy Mm -hmm. or you could fight his energy and then like also probably prompt an actual fight. Well, yeah. And, and, And like, it's like you have a choice in every single moment to decide how you react. And it's not, if you react poorly after hearing this conversation, it's not, oh, I'm terrible at this. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm not good at this. It's, let me try better next time. Mm-hmm. Let me let me see how I could have improved. Let me have self-reflection, self-awareness, and get to the next step of my growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, being okay with the things you can't control, but also like controlling the things that you can. Yeah. Really oh, well. Wow. Well, that was like a launch teaser, right? That mic drop. <laughs> yeah, like we could live in this world and have like the most anxious times being like, what's going to happen in 10 years? And like that, I still do that. But like- I tell you, I have never- Ever, ever, ever thought like that. I do. In my life. You don't think about the future. I hate the question, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself 10 years? You're like, I'm here now. It's almost not, it's not like, where do I see myself? It's more like, I want to have kids by this date. I wanted to be married at this date. I wanted to be engaged by this date. Mm -hmm. I want to, but as it happened, I let go of that because it's actually like not as cool as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't, I'm not excited and happy and like, so grateful. It's another moment in time. But I always say to my is. friends when they're like, oh, I want to get engaged. I'm like, it's actually not even that great. So like, just keep on rolling. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. But like, I wish I could have said that to myself when right. I like cared so much. Right. But you can only know what you know after it well, happens. Super exaggerated. Yeah. I remember I almost killed Mike during that time frame. It feels like the pressure, like everyone just wants you to be on this timeline, but it's also like, 
It's super I not necessary. I could not relate to that timeline. It's <laughs> quotes more. Every, and it's everyone else. And But do you want to know what's so interesting? It's not you. It's not you. It's, it's not my them. parents. It's not my friends. It's not my real friends. It's not my siblings. It's not my family. It's not Rob's family. It's people who don't know us, people who are projecting their insecurities, people who are projecting their timelines, people who are projecting how they think their life should be or how they think mine should be, which is so right. bizarre to me. But this has to do with everything from body image, your own body image, I, from my experience in my life being, you know, like a, a public figure, if you will, of people letting me know how my body should be because of the career that I'm in, because I'm on camera, because I'm a bikini model, because I'm Puke. this, because I'm that. People telling me that I, when I should have babies, when I should freeze my eggs, when I should be engaged by, when I should this, I should give them the ultimatum. I should have left by now. Do I have respect for myself? And I'm like, <laughs> honey, you've got a lot of issues. You have a lot of insecurities and I'm going to send you healing, loving light. I Please send you loving scroll awareness. Scroll back and listen to removing negative entities because that's what I have to do after people say those things to me. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do. And I'm saying you, meaning anyone who says these things to you. But um No, but it's hard said to that right down the barrel. It's hard to not listen. Like that's a that's definitely something you have to just continuously work on. Cause like I get super defensive and like I'm super loyal. Oh, oh my so god. So if someone's gonna say something about Rachel and like mm. oh or something or someone else or about me or like anybody that I love, like I'm like no. Mike I, I'm coming I'm coming for you. you. Mike he sees comments that people write like under posts for you. and he like is like should I like make a burner account and like attack them and I'm like no Mike no no my, uh, my, you should my not aunt, who I'm Mike. named after her name's Camille she actually goes after them and I'm like <laughs> I have to delete them and she's like she's like they're deleting them I'm like no they can't delete your comments I can yeah you're like it's me I'm like, Camille you can't do I that. think it's just like and people ask me that about you all the time they're, they're like are are they gonna get engaged I'm like when they want to. Thank you. They're happy. They're living in 5D. They're Gross. living the I most don't like beautiful that. life. I used to hate when people asked me that. And I like, people up. used to ask me every single day in the salon. I actually had got to a point. I was eight years into my relationship with Mike and I would go down to the salon and every client would be like, when are you getting engaged? When is he popping the question? I'm like, why do you think I know? Why are you asking me that question? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know the answer to that. And honestly, I don't want to know. Mm -hmm. And then they made me psychotic and I was like losing my shit, but it makes the moment unenjoyable. Mm -hmm. It's not about everybody else's timeline or everybody else's expectations of what your life will look like. It's about how peaceful you are inside and how happy you really are. Can I tell you, <laughs> I've thought about it so many times just because for years it's, it's, it's been a question that I get all the time. Um, from people that I don't know. It's like from journalists. It's like from, you know, doing people ask interviews. you that. Yeah. Like in an interview. Really? Do people like think how like rude that is though? No. Like it's so confusing. I firmly believe what you give energy to has power over you. I, I don't even like giving energy to this right I now. I agree. It's dumb. But I am going to acknowledge it. Um, but thank you for acknowledging it. Yeah, I'm going to also look at how she just set the situation up so beautifully. She's going to end it and we're going to have positivity and we're carrying on. Well, no, I, I want to bring up, um, it was a video. I, I realized where I am in my life. I'm in my era because this is the golden retriever. Golden retriever. Well, yeah, but no, my era of really not giving a damn about what other people think. And like, really not just saying that, like feeling that because I care a lot about how people feel. 
You do. You're a true empath. And I'm, and I'm going to forever be like that. But I am now working on how I'm responding yes. to the way that people are trying, stressing, trying to make me feel. That's beautiful. For example, I uploaded a TikTok in a very form-fitting dress at launch of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. I thought I looked fire in the dress. Still think it. Uploaded the red, the it. The red one? No, it was like... Um, Yes, it was tie-dye. And there were, I don't know how many comments, but there were a handful of comments of people saying she's pregnant. <gasps> yeah, it's so stupid. So people were saying she's pregnant, baby Gronk on the way, da-da-da. And then people being like, I thought the same thing and like whatever else. So many times I've thought about replying to these comments being like, I'm a human. I love my ever-changing body. I hope you love yours. Goodbye. Um, or were you not raised with manners? But then I, t- <laughs> I, I apply that two-minute, two-hour, yes. two-week. You're yes. use that now. And, I'm, and you want to know what? thought about deleting the comments, you know, because what, what purpose does it serve other than it's just, like, creating a space where people are like, I thought it too. And it's, like, cool. You Fuck guys you all hang also. Out. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Carly. <laughs> Carly's She's rising. Up. She's I'm going to tell red. you something. <laughs> Hold on. I had a friend of mine see the comments and I want you to know that I uploaded this video and I uploaded the video right before an event that I went and had a great time in and took a lot of photos in and like had fun. I loved the TikTok video that I posted. Obviously I shared it and I never went and I looked at, I, I didn't look at the, like, how was it performing? How many views? How many likes? How many comments? I wasn't looking. I had a text message from a girlfriend of mine, um, like, I don't know, an hour or two after I uploaded it saying, are you Okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm having the time of my life. Like, I, when I, when I got the text message, I was in the middle of like having the time Fun. of my life. Like, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Launch Week comes once a year. The magazine comes out once a year. And it's something that I look forward to all the time. Like, I always say it's like the best week of my life. And I was having so much fun. And I was with all my friends and Rob was there and we we're just having a good time. And I was so confused. I was like, what's wrong? But she had asked me, are you okay? Because she had seen like the negative comments about people saying that. And I realized that, so I, I, I wrote, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I saw some of the comments that people are writing on your video. And I went and I looked at the video and I go, oh, saying that I'm pregnant. She goes, yeah. She's like, screw them. Like, d- like telling me, like trying to say things make me feel better. I go, oh, I don't care. Yeah. I, and I, and I, and I genuinely, like if I cared in that moment, because older version of Camille would have been like, what the hell? Like, why are people saying that? Who's so rude? I'm going to comment back. Mm. Now I literally saw, and I, and I was like, just checking, like making sure, like, is that the thing that she's checking in on me about? Like, and I go, those comments, she goes, yeah, are you okay? And I was like, I'm totally fine. I was like, you should, we should, we should check in on those who are saying that. Like, you know, I genuinely, and I I leave the comments there, but you should, um, well, I think it's a mark though. I really like what you said earlier about like, it's just about you being okay with things. Mm-hmm. You genuine, genuinely were so present in that moment that you actually hadn't even seen them. No, I and didn't even didn't know that know. they were there. Well, but can I tell you something? The person who had asked me, she... Um, Probably just trying to be kind. Definitely. And I think it's so interesting, and I'm shocked I haven't talked about Zodiac signs yet, but um, I'm a Pisces, and so is she. And we're very empathetic and we're very passionate. We feel things very deeply, which is a good and a bad thing. But I know that the reason that she checked in on me is because that's something that would bother her. Camille, pause. Everybody just needs to soak that in, what you just said. And I know that. That that is the truest essence of 
embracing the uncontrollable. You can't control what people are saying about you. You got ready that day. You looked hot. You felt good. You felt the way you wanted to feel. Do you want to know how it would bother me if I felt that about myself? Right. And then other, it, 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 you realize that the things that are, you are getting upset about, it could be again in a relationship. It could be with family. It could be with coworkers. It could be whatever it is. When you get so mad about something, Think about what it is that's triggering that. It's probably an insecurity that you have within yourself about something. That's that living in 5D. That's living in 5D, So truthfully. when I read those comments, for as much as it might have stung me in the past, I literally was like, what? Like, so... Yeah, but it's also perspective. No, that doesn't... It's it, perspective yeah. to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and to give them compassion for their hate. And that is a beautiful thing. When you can take a moment that's negative and spin it to the positive, that's a skill set mm-hmm. that you've really worked on over really your whole work. I mean, I'm still working on it. Every, you have to I continue mean, you're to never work gonna on be it. perfect. I mean, people who are coming at you, it's not easy. But it's not even about perfection. It's just about if you want to remain in that headspace, you have to put the work in. And I am going to use Carly's <gasps> quote. Oh. You have, Carly says that every episode, you do have to put the work in to remain in that headspace. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, this is who Camille is. When I call you yeah. and when you're like on a day off, you're like, I'm grounding on the grass. I'm walking in nature. I'm here with Ralphie. I'm looking at trees. I'm laying down on the floor. I'm oh, making I, my vegetable tell, soup. Yes. And I tell you when I'm in, and then I, but I also have the days where I am absolutely not motivated. I am rotting in my bed from sun up to sundown. I am, you know, deep in scrolling Those on my are phone and, or I'm, you know, you know, don't want to do anything. And sometimes I question what it is that I'm even doing with my life or my career or, you know, am I, who I am. And it's, who am I putting in? No, but I have those times a lot, but it, that's really got to go low to go high. So (laughs) that's really deep though. And I think a lot of people are going to find a lot of comfort in what you just said. I think it'll probably impact people more than you think, because I think social media has this appearance that like some people just have it all together, you know, like you're dating Mm. a superstar and you're a superstar and you're on the cover of magazines and, you know, you're magnificent and like a walking aura. And like you just said, sometimes you have days where you question who am I and what am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the essence of this conversation is it's not always about being high and being, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not always about being in that mindset. It's just about doing the work to get yourself back to it Mm -hmm. and being peaceful and grounded and knowing who you are as Mm -hmm. an individual to be okay with handling the uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. Yeah. And I, I, there was, um, it was in a book that I read. It might've been, um, uh, it's becoming supernatural. I'm reading that right now. Dr. Joe Spenza. Yeah, I'm reading it literally right now. And um, tell me why that thought just floated into the clouds that I was just looking at. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. I was hoping this would She's happen. present. She's getting tired. <laughs> That's something else that I think about. Whenever I lose my train of thought on podcasts, it's because I'm not supposed to share it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the universe wanted you to it share what deep. you were going to say. Dang it. Maybe people weren't ready to hear the information you were about to unload on them. No, I want to, though. You're reading oh, this book. It was deep. You were reading this book. Becoming supernatural, doing things that help you get to the point of supernatural. When I tell you it's this thought is so far gone. It's gone. It's either gonna come up before the podcast meant to be shared. Cut the cord. Release it. Real personal. Cut the cord. Cut we'll the come Ralphie back to cord. It. I the other no, day. Not the Ralphie kidding, cord. I'm not kidding. ready. Never. <laughs> the other day I was walking out of the salon and I like had the best day. 
And I was like in my really gorgeous heels and I had like a really great outfit on. What and heels? I, I had just my Jeffrey Campbell's that I love. <laughs> Lauren knows me well. Lauren knows me well. And I was like vibing with myself. And I had like my little bag on my shoulder and my new sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And I ate shit. I was waiting for you to say that. Were I you there? literally oh. fell she called me. so hard. <laughs> no, no, no. Like when I say I fell hard, like I went, must have gone flying. <laughs> and I have a huge gash on my, on my elbow. And I remember when I landed on the ground, I was so proud of myself. I decided to stay on the ground. And what I did is I just sat there and I was like, the universe, this is how weird and weird. I've I'm ready for it. I sat there and I was like, the universe wanted me to take a pause. So I <laughs> sat on the floor. Finding grace in the fall. Exactly. I sat on the floor and I decided yeah. to look at nature and look at the trees. And I was like, the universe wanted me to just slow down right now. And I was so proud of myself because I thought that that was like such a, a nice moment that I was able to get to that, that thought so quickly. I wasn't like, why me? Why am I falling? Like, ow. Mm. Oh, I was like, okay, shit, my fucking yeah. arm is killing me. Yeah. I was like, but look at the trees. Yeah. Okay, I'm leaving. Honestly, <laughs> shut like, the fuck up. I love that Camille's Carly's with me. Carly's been pretty good about not she telling has been you good. To, to she has been good. And she, she's I know it. you know what I mean, though. Like, I fell out of my ass and I was like, grateful for the fall. No, I was grateful for the fall. <laughs> I really was because I got a moment to pause and I looked, I sat there on the ground. sending you loving awareness, no, Rachel. Thank you, Carly. nothing I love more than Carly Ma. Walking me? When, no, when we both of us get into um, checking us. Listen, I'll always bring you down to the real side, girls. <laughs> this is sixty. Well, welcome. Actually, I, that's a point that I wanted to bring up because we were talking about before, like being present and like for me as a CEO. I know you'll relate to this, Carly. Like, there's not thinking about the future, like not thinking five years ahead, which mm. I agree with because it means you're present. But then there's also the CEO side of me that's like type A. But and there I have are, to plan. I will say that works for some people. For me, it just doesn't. Like I, I, I change my, I, there's a reason like I don't have tattoos. I get bored easily and I want to change my mind all the time. Like that, that's the reason. Like Also, you have really beautiful skin and should just never, it should just be a canvas always. <laughs> we just talked about how we're in our cleansing era. I just got rid of so many clothes that I thought were I so cool two years ago. And, and I might think that they're cool again tomorrow, tomorrow but yeah. and I'm going to be sad, but I hate I, I'm that. not going to go dig through Goodwill now. So I think that's my they're favorite gone. part of I kind of wish I was in your Goodwill clothes, kind of. <laughs> oh, they're probably they're, nice, nice. A lot nice. of them have tags on it still. Oh yeah, you didn't definitely. you didn't Same. call your friends up? No, and I and I actually gave no, and I gave some bags to um um women uh dress um, for success. No, you should a woman shelter. I, I agree but, with that decision. And no, my sisters have um a lot of like my jeans, but some of the other things like if I saw them wearing it again, I would want to take it back. So they just had to go. I had to real, float into really space. Nice I had to let go of the- <laughs> really nice sister. I really love that when I'm having like a moment where I can do something that's good for me. I'll text you like you're in my list of people like I found that bed of wildflowers and I was Mm -hmm. in bed the other night and I texted you the picture randomly and I like to see your responses because you're just like (laughs) always with me and she responds and she's like Rachel did you see my Instagram story I'm like Mm -hmm. I actually didn't I wasn't on Instagram a lot today and oh she did post something similar and she goes Rachel I was at a wildflower bed today in a different country in a different country and like those synchronicities and those friendships like when I tell you there was indigo like flowers the same with yellow flowers the same it was like wild but then like um, on the cleansing era thing like I was in like an organization 
mental case mode the other day. I had randomly stopped texting you and I'm like, I'm sorry, I disappeared. You're like, I disappear all the time. Yeah. It's like surrounding yourself with people who like understand you mm-hmm. so deeply, mm-hmm. but also can help you handle those uncontrollable moments. Mm-hmm. Like, but also putting the work in and being proud of your friend for putting the work in. Like I was like, I just cleaned the whole house. I organized everything. You're like, I'm in my cleansing era too. Yep. I love this. Like I'm all about it. Like da 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 da. And then we're like kind of egg- egging each other on like in the positivity of it all, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's pushing ourselves forward, I think, to be able to handle uncontrollable moments together mm-hmm. and to be able to lean on each other in those moments to say, why don't you try this? Why don't you go meditate? Maybe you need this. Maybe you're looking for that. Instead of giving you advice, I'm always going to look at you now and be like, Go walk on the grass barefoot, you little fairy. You know what I mean? Like, go go hug a tree. No, that just reminded me. It's something that both of you said earlier in the podcast. You kind of just touched on it now. Is when you, you, I think we were talking about when we were younger and we would hang out with, or we would think to ourselves how we wish that we would have friends like ourselves. Yep. And you kind of just said it. You said that you texted me and you apologized for going MIA. And I go, never apologize. I go MIA and people all the time. Like, yeah. And I don't know. It's weird to me to apologize to like friends for stuff like that. But if you are listening and you have people in your lives that you feel like you are entertaining more than just being yourselves with, mm. let them go. Because I hate entertaining. We have had people it's the and, worst. And the I want you to know their faces and their names. It's like they're in a big bubble of all of mine and all of yours where they text you like, I'm just feeling like you're just uh, feeling like this. And I'm like, it's over. It, it, immediately, I've cut your cord before your cord could even be no, attached to me. It is. <laughs> oh, this, I felt as a kid that when I had certain people over, I'd be like, Ugh. but I would do it to be nice. And I'm learning that I need to start doing things. That I uh, My New Year's resolution was... You doing the things do that bring me joy no, you can't do and it. not hanging out with people or going to things because, you know, it's nice to do things for other people. Okay. But when you're at a point where you're not even enjoying yourself, you're not even, you're doing a disservice to those people and yourself. Just send your well wishes. Um, but I can't even hold my face when I'm around no, people that I don't like. It, you have to do it all the time. And, and I have to say as someone who's like a, a body activist of, of speaking on embracing who you are, you were saying it, how, People might assume because that's something that I talk or that I preach or that I exude confidence in, I am a work in progress every single moment of every single day with loving and accepting who I am. Because as a woman, especially a woman, our bodies are ever changing Mm. all the time. Especially and after you pop out some babies. I can't imagine. Let me tell you. And I, you want to know what? I think about that too. And I give myself, and I say this word so many, like if you had to take a shot every time I said grace in this podcast, you are on the floor drunk. But I give myself grace. Like I look at her in the mirror a lot of the time and I'm like, Camille, you know that you want to have kids one day. How are you, how, if you, if you can't love her now, how are you going to love her when she's pregnant? How are you going to love her postpartum? How are you, you, like, love her. I was thinking the other day how weird it is. You only get one big toe. You only get one (laughs) front tooth. No, why'd you start with big toe? You only get one tooth. Like, think about this tooth. body and you said big toe. You have this tooth your whole damn life. I think it's weird we don't have to plug ourselves in. Do you know what I'm saying? You don't think that's crazy? That tooth We don't have to plug ourselves in. Yeah, we just have we energy. Just, like, live. Well, that just proves we are souls. I just remember. I can't believe something. that my heart still beats sometimes when I just, like literally sit in my bed for three days straight and hide and don't do anything. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that you do that. Getting there. 
Yeah. Oh, she has, she, well, I always, I'm like, let's walk when Camille's <laughs> at an event. And then I know she goes into hibernation mode and I don't hear from her. I always know where she is. <laughs> I know she's recuperating her energy. I read your message, but energy. I'm not answering. Oh, I don't even text you anymore during those times. Or if I do, I'm like, don't answer, but hi. Don't answer, no, but I, I like your you, dress. I send you voice notes, which you hate, but it's the only way I, I can answer. I do hate it so much. I sometimes just can't. No, because you're in a meeting and you're like, can I play this out loud? I'm like, God, no. I've learned to ask, <laughs> can I play it out loud? No, but like when you're at like SI week or whatever, yeah. I, I'm just like, you look beautiful. Don't respond. I, I love your dress. Bye. Yeah. Like I just you know do. to like, I just want to, I want to show you that I'm supporting you and watching. And it really, it really I just works. do it on Instagram. Why is it that you feel the need to kind of like hibernate after an event like that? Like when mm-hmm. you go on, like all of, when you have all that energy around you. Mm-hmm. This is where I feel like I have different versions of myself. You were talking about that. And I like, and the days where I go into hibernation mode and hibernation mode means quite literally sometimes just like sleeping the whole day away or just staying in bed all day and like feeling into that and not feeling guilty about it. And, or it also could mean in the next, you know, 24 hours I'm in an infrared sauna and I'm walking in nature. I'm sitting in the grass literally and, Rob's boxers and a big t-shirt, <laughs> nowhere to go and no plans and no looking at my phone and just letting my feet plant into the grass um, and making home cooked meals. Like th- those are my ways of like recentering and grounding and being still. And I have that version of me because I quite literally cannot function, cannot travel, cannot talk to people, be on, do podcasts, go on TV, do photo shoots interact, be a big sister, a girlfriend, a friend, if I do not do those things. And you can't show up a hundred percent and you always show up a hundred percent. And actually to a point you made earlier that I, I meant to respond to, you were talking about like people who put their stuff on us or like are pretend to be friends or like are whatever. And they like unload on you. The things you just said about how you spend your time and like not giving energy to other things, but like being selfish Mm -hmm. and spending your time that way allows you to give a hundred percent of yourself to the small group. And I used to think I had to explain that to people like, and now I don't anyone. Well, you would have to explain it to people who don't understand. I was just going to say you probably did have to. Well, (laughs) To explain it to people who I'm not answering messages to right. that are like, you know, my friends. <laughs> like, if I have to explain that to you, like, that's my biggest pet peeve. I, that's how I cut a lot of I, people yeah, out of my life. A hundred. Well, like I get a lot of, and I mean no people harm. People get mad at me for that. Or like, yes. you had three days off and you couldn't spend it with me. I was like, oh my God, I, if I, I will never say that to you ever. I, I, no, I don't even want to see used, you. I, I used to have a couple of friends like that in the past, past, past. You can't, you can't know if you, if they're in the small select group of people, they have to understand. Like I need to be able to hang up on you. Mm. I don't even want to say bye. We talk about that. I love when I'm on the phone with you, just like being like, bye. Mm-hmm. I love when your phone dies on me and I'm like, good, bye. I don't yep. want to talk to you anymore. I know. And you're like, and that's how she died. And I don't like, call it's you just, back. Oh, yeah, don't call me back. I don't want to talk anymore. It's good. The conversation's <laughs> Taylor, over. Taylor and I do that too. And that's why you guys are my best friends. I think it's a sign of true friendship. We also talked about, we never take pictures together when we're never. together. We've probably hung out like 7,000 times and we just never take out our phones. And I love that. And that's why I love Gabby. She doesn't care. We could make plans and cancel every single one and she'd never be bad. Not I one single time. Yes. I love that. Yes. If, love I, if I can make plans with you and be like, I'm not coming, then you're my friend. Yes. That's all I got for you. But, yes. but tie that back to embracing the uncontrollable. Being selfish, saying no, not doing something that just serves somebody else allows you to be present and in your own mind so peacefully that you can handle whatever comes your way. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. That's why this topic is being brought up on this specific podcast episode. You are in control of the way that you feel and the way that you react and the way that you respond. Yes. To 
things in your life. You may not be able to control the outcome of what it is, that experience, that person, that thought, but you have the capability of being in control of your own. And I know that that doesn't come easy. And even as someone who practices it a lot, I am still a work in progress every day. I, I once learned that your soul is meant to evolve because if your soul was complete, then your time here is done. Your right. purpose here is finished. Right. So there has been times in my life I used to get so frustrated, a why me mentality, where I was very much limiting myself, um, where I would be like, my relation, you know, my relationship feels good. I'm at peace in this aspect of my life, but my career feels like it's like I'm like, when's the next big break, you know? Or I'm my career's flourishing, but there's, you know, things to be done within, you know the way that I feel about myself or the way that, you know, there's always something, a, a hiccup in whatever it is in my life with my family or a friendship or, or my relationship. And I'm like, why can't everything always cohesively just work and be beautiful in one? There were some great days, but there's a reason there's always going to be growth in something in your life. Yeah. Your, your soul is always evolving. It's supposed That's to, beautiful. you're supposed to learn and grow all the time and learn new lessons all the time. And, and that's why honestly, I'm, I'm going back to this, this question that I was talking about. I always get asked about marriage. Rob and I know that we are learning so much about each other, challenging each other, learning from, I mean, Rob and I have known each other for 10 years. We have not consecutively been dating all of that time for those timeline junkies. Yeah. Like, no, um, we've had our ups and downs. I've moved across country, whatever else it's, different day but we have challenged each other we have communicated we've learned so much we and I also believe that we are like each other's twin flames I was just gonna say your twin flames a hundred percent and because of that I know that journey, you are you are meant to get uncomfortable you are meant to work through your darkness individually and together and we've learned so much that it I always tell people it feels like we're married. We live together. We work together. We travel together. Camille, Our families you are, are blended. Like, married. That's so what marriage does, is. What does being married truly That's even mean? That's what I'm saying. No, I'm serious. I don't even know what it means. Like, we have a commitment to one another. It's and a piece of paper. Whenever the time, you know, whatever. I don't want to make it about this, but I, it's just something that is brought up in my life a lot. And I, and, and, and so it's forced me to really think about it. And there's been times that people have, people, mind you, listen to the keyword, people have made me feel or have tried to make me feel embarrassed about not being at that point in my life already. There are people who try to make me feel embarrassed or uh, like defeated or failure of not having kids already. Like, And when I spend time alone, or if we talk about it together, we look at each other and we're like, both so happy right we're both so happy and so in love and love the lives that we live and the careers that we've worked so hard to have before even knowing one another that's so beautiful that it's just like that is and you've and I've listened to you guys talk about it on your podcast in the past that people can define define success in so many different places but the key word was happiness like what brings you joy? That's literally what I said was we're my so key to happy. success. Like, yeah, it's like, we're happy. Would Leave us alone. I No, I understand. And I get why that would be a point you'd bring up on this podcast because it is something uncontrollable that somebody might be, right. you know, looking at your I life. I can't control people opinions. asking these questions of me. And I'm sure it's a time. common thing they're asking you. I get that. You call, I, I didn't can't think, control when you get married. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, everyone is on their own timeline in their own life. I think 
bottom line is we're all every day an evolution and a work in progress. We're always putting in the work to be the best selves we can be, mm-hmm. to handle the uncontrollable with grace. I mm-hmm. love that word grace yeah. as, a, as a podcast theme today. Um, I mean, if you had to wrap up everything we've mm-hmm. kind of said today, what would you say is like your key takeaways for someone to handle the uncontrollable and embrace it with grace? Be patient with yourself. Um, trust and believe that everything's working in your favor. I wake up and I say that every day. The universe is rigged every in your favor. Every single day. I say everything works in my favor and it's incredible how there's always something that evidently shows up that works in my favor that something just already happened yesterday and there's just so many things everything works in my favor I say it all the time on the way like when I'm in traffic and I might miss a flight and I know I have to check a bag everything works in my favor remember Um, (laughs) that you recently had that situation and the flight was delayed you know so you called me and I remember I was like you saved somebody's life that day. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember you were like, that was crazy. There was a lot going on and you were like, I needed to call someone and da, 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 da. And we kind of like talked through it together. And then you were like, I'm good. Bye. Yep. And then <laughs> carry on. I, I do that. It was amazing. But I was, I was in a really anxious place and, and that was actually an instance. That wasn't an instant where a flight was delayed. That wasn't an instance where I missed the flight, but it was meant to be. And, and then it the, I thought out. the next flight was delayed. No, the next flight was, I don't know, like canceled or something, but, um, my you couldn't get is, there. You you don't see it in the moment, but everything works in your favor. The dots always connect. That would be and my so biggest takeaway. Understand, be patient with yourself. Stop setting. Do not live in a fear-based reality. Let go of limiting beliefs. Get out of the why me mindset mm. because you are just like putting a block in front of the abundance that's coming to your life for health and Great. love and peace and joy and all of all of things that are great. So. That was well said. Okay. Early, if you had to summarize it in your words, what would you say is the takeaways? I would say I'm still personally working on this, but like to be okay with things that you can't control in your in your being. Like you can't you just have to be able to wake up every day and control your thoughts a little bit more. Yeah. Because that for me is like the my main struggle is like not being able to control the things that like are spheres of mine. Mm. And and when I have these fears, they then that makes me have a bad day or then that makes me not be able to like get ready for work and feel good or like Mm -hmm. make my lunch or do those Mm -hmm. small things. Like, so for me, it's controlling the thoughts, but also being okay with it just in general, Surrendering, like just Mm -hmm. surrendering, unattaching the rope and Mm -hmm. just being okay with it. Mm -hmm. That's that's Mm -hmm. my first step in everything. Cause like, I don't really play the why me game. Like I, I try to like like know that I'm well, accountable. I think you've evolved past it. Yeah, like I try to be accountable for like the things in my lifetime, but I will say I like to control things. And that was something like I couldn't control when Joe was going to propose to me. That was a fear of mine. Like I was always like, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. And I only learned the lesson that it didn't matter after it happened. I have a question. When when he did propose, did you, sh- maybe you didn't, but did you shift into a mindset of just like not obsessing over it or thinking about it or fearing it anymore? Or you still were to that moment? Or when it didn't. When, when it came, what, was that like in that time frame, was that something you were still fearing and thinking about a lot or you had let it go? No, I wasn't as worried about it. Like she, I think she's saying after you got proposed oh, to, oh, oh. D- did those feelings just dissipate for you? Yeah, they left. No, but I'm saying like, I know at, at one point in your life, you probably did have a fear of like, when is it happening? When is it happening? Or how is it happening? I'm saying, did you reach a point in your life where you kind of let go of that and then it happened? Yeah. Well, so the thing about no. me- no, no, I did. I don't think you ever let go of it. No, no, I did. No. 
So me and Joe had like a serious com- The thing about my relationship I is that me and Joe are very, we're very opposite. So I control a lot of the things, yes. not in like a, he's a wussy or any way. Like saying. he likes that. Like I control where we, where we do, yep. what, what yep. we buy, all of these things. You how we each other out. And for me, I was, it was that one thing he always had that was like, got it. Not, that's why I'm saying like, for mm. me, I just had to let go because yeah. it wasn't in my control. Yeah. It wasn't what ring he picked, yeah. what he bought, where he did it, how he did it had nothing to do with me. Yeah. She was bothered by that. She would ask me like, how is he going to do it? And what's it going to oh, look yeah. like? Yeah. Remember? And you were saying it was really hard to, Oh, it's very hard to surprise Carly. She She's in my credit card, but she video. sees everything. Oh. It was very difficult. She reads my text messages. I did messages. speak up because I did need something from him. I was like, please just like, let me know that like you are thinking about it or right. you are like, that was something I wanted and I needed. But after it happened, I was like, that was so ridiculous. And so stupid and silly. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you that I wish I though? never worked myself up in that right, way? It was a right, waste right, of right. time. Mm-hmm. But can I tell you something? So, like I, my my experience with that situation. Clearly, this has been a topic of this podcast. Like when I was, well, everyone, every girl is thinking about this well, with their relationship. I was waiting for it for so long, and I would walk around the salon, and everyone would be like, "When's it happening? When's it happening? When's it happening?" And then I was like super excited that when it did happen, people would stop asking me because I got like insecure. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. They. Stopped asking that because I got engaged. Guess what they started asking? When, you when are you getting married? married? Then when are when you, you having Then kids? I got married. Me when are Aaron you having, kids? having another Then kid. I had my baby. Literally, I fucking kid you not. I had just pushed out mm-hmm. Lily. I was getting a blow and someone came up to me and said, when are you having your next? I was like, may I have a second, mm-hmm. ma'am? Yeah. Yep. Like, why do you also care? And also, you know what I realized though? In the loving awareness aspect of being in their perspective, I think it's just something to say. It is. It's, it is. I think it's just something to say. And I agree with you. It's a reflection of what that individual projects onto my life. And, and, and I couldn't control it. And I had to learn that lesson because I did used to get angry from it. Erica Polsonelli, I think just posted this on her podcast and I like really loved it yesterday. And it was something like be okay with being in spaces with people who don't agree with the same mm-hmm. things that you do yeah. mm. or something. She said something like, you That's might not deep. agree. You might not love what somebody else is saying, but like there's space for both of your opinions. There's space for both of your feelings. Absolutely. I have actually reached that point just from the industry that I'm in on constantly having conversations with like hairstylists and makeup artists yeah. and style. And like every time I'm on set, it's a very personable set. Like the, the same way you guys work in, in your agency and you know, with different clients and, and talent and I'm constantly having conversations and because I'm such an open book, I talk a lot, but I've learned to be a little bit more reserved and that everyone that's, I assume that most everyone is probably not going to have the same mindset as me. You should as yeah. that. that when they do, it is exciting. like so exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It is so totally. awesome. I agree with that. I Carolina um, Gonzalez is a makeup artist I love that her. I've talked yeah. about. I oh, love her. Oh, you met yeah, her. Yeah, I she's her. great. I love her. She is someone. You've actually brought me everyone you love. Yeah. You're yes. like, you need to come here. Everyone that Kelly you resonate. Ann. Yeah, everyone that you resonate Taylor, with. Jen. That's good energy you bring to me. And yes. I love that. That's yes. a compliment to Wait, me. Wait, I just want to finish what you were saying is I agree fully just on surrendering. Because mm-hmm. for me, like you guys have brought a lot of like knowledge into my life about like 5d or like just even reading that book or like meditating or taking a moment or taking a pause Mm -hmm. or breathing before you react or any of those things, because it's a constant you it's constant. It's not just one. It's not one day that I react nicely to something and the next day means I'm going to react nicely. No, but like, then I have to be aware that I have to constantly, you know, work on myself and do something different the next time. But I think controlling what you can control. Yeah. 
focusing on what you can control. And then the things that you can't just, I also say, be happy where you are and be present in, mm. in where you are. That's the book I bought you. I, I don't know if I actually ever bought it for you, but basically the Ram Dass always says, be here now. You always say to me, be here now. Yeah, just be happy with what's happening right this second. Just just be happy because the future doesn't exist and the past is gone. So just be here now. Love, love whatever's coming at you. Have faith. Faith is an important word. Faith that the dots will always connect. And be okay and surrender mm-hmm. to whatever is that's really what it is. I think that's the message that we have today mm-hmm. um, in, in your professional life, in your personal life, whatever you're longing for, waiting yep. for, thinking about, it all just is. Mm-hmm. And namaste. Mm-hmm. Let it be. Thank you for coming on today. And thank you, honestly, for, I mean, obviously, I appreciate, like, your, I never take for granted, like, your time and energy. And I don't just assume that you would come on just because your friend has a podcast. So, I, like, I appreciate it so much. But also, yeah, I appreciate- This is long overdue. We've, we we have podcast episode conversations on the regular. Right, so it was just about time we put the mics in front of our face. No, it's a really good topic. <laughs> but I, I think people think are going to love this. I, they definitely will. But I think what's important about what people need to recognize about what you did here today is you were vulnerable. And vulnerability is authenticity. And that's real. And that is spreading light. And that's what I think is the most important thing somebody needs to understand about who Camille Kostick is. She is an actual light. It's oh, not you. bullshit. It's not- fake. It's not sometimes you are a light and for you to be vulnerable and to open up and to share insecurities and things you're dealing with mm-hmm. will actually make other people be able to do it themselves. Ignite their light. And, and, as you, and, ignite your light. and as you, as we're departing here, slowly, but surely we, dragging we are out. having a low descent, very slow descent. No. And just we, the last thing that we were just talking about is how we are a constant work in progress. And even as I just wrapped up sharing everything that I did, immediately I am working on allowing the feelings to pass through my body and applying what I just talked about because I'm already starting to think, what will I, like, what will someone not like that we said? Or what, like, and yeah. I just need to let it flow and this will reach the people that it's meant to reach. Yeah. And if we said something that we you didn't like, namaste. You know what? Sometimes on this podcast, I do say things that I'm afraid someone would hear that they wouldn't like. Like, But this is who we are. I think it's also other people accepting who we are and living in our light. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. That's what life's about. We're just all accepting each other and being okay with who each person is. Mm-hmm. You've said your truth. Mm-hmm. I love what you said. And if anyone has a problem with anything you said, maybe you need to take some time to have perspective on why you were triggered well, by that's something That's my favorite thing about you. My friends will be like, oh, were you? Camille and I'm like she's like you're like she's she's like normal we're like no no but like that's my favorite thing about you is like you're just normal and who you are that's my mom's favorite you don't apologize I will be going to Gianni's Gianni's. my mom I'll end on this note told me that she fell in love with you when you came to the Cape House pool and you had an ice cream cone in the pool and you were like you showed up you took your top off and you're like you know you have these gorgeous her top off. Oh, she did. She took her top no, off. I had a swimsuit. She had on. a bikini on. Okay. No, and you like were like amazing in this bikini. We're all just like, what the fuck? Like, put we've a, never seen anything. Put like a trash it. bag on. No one wants to be at the pool with you in that. You plop your fucking ass on a 
big ass raft. You take out a vanilla ice cream cone with rainbow sprinkles. You start Where'd slurping you get that shit down. I think mom gave it to her. Oh. What You're just like, are oh, who I you are. This. And that, yeah. that is the truth. Like it, those sprinkles left behind. So I challenge whoever's listening, like, you know, take everything you're hearing and, and see surrender, how you, surrender, see how you can apply it to yourself. It's, it's in these moments that you realize there's so much more beauty and so much oh more like so much kind more people, like people hone in on the negative of social media and things like that. Look what it's done. It's connected to us. It's 100%. connected me. Like it, it actually allowed me to it's beautiful. be in Sports Illustrated swimsuit and change the trajectory of my entire life and my career and the people mm. that are in it. And that's yummy. Um, but you yeah. take what you nope. need to from it and leave what you don't. Yeah. I actually think that that magazine's over there. My stomach well, peace has out. Thanks for listening, so everyone. Times. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. We love you. Namaste. Thanks, Camille. <laughs>